the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. I'm a child of God. That's awesome when I think about that. The Almighty, the Creator. But... I've never seen, yet I'm his child, and there's the witness of the Holy Spirit within me convincing me. I can't convince you that I'm a child of God, but the Holy Spirit convinces me that I'm a child of God. I have a relationship now with this God. He's Abba Father. It's an intimate relationship. He's not a distant God, far off, something nebulous, out there yonder somewhere. He's right with me. Abba Father, an intimate relationship with the Almighty. Even in the midst of trials and tragedies facing us today, those who have a relationship with God through salvation in Jesus Christ have a reason to rejoice and celebrate. Today, Pastor Morris is going to remind us what a marvelous Savior we have and why we should always rejoice without ceasing. Let's go to today's message, Called to Joy. I want to I ask you a question. Do you know what I want Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. (laughs) I want a life, an existence that's stress-free, trouble-free, problem-free, challenge-free, obstacle-free. But I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it in this world. Jesus says in John 16, 33... Jesus says this, in the world, you will have trouble. I mean, whatever Jesus says is going to be like it is, right? So are you in the world? Anybody here not in the world? Well, if you're in the world, Jesus says you're going to have trouble. My heart just about sank when I read that part, but I read the rest of it. And he said, but take heart. I've overcome the world. That means... I can't rid my life of problems, of trials. I can't get the victory over it. But he says, be of good cheer or take heart. I've overcome the world. He can help me. He can help me with my stress, with my problems, with my troubles, with my obstacles. That's what he's saying. You're in the world. You're going to have trouble. But take heart. Be encouraged. I can handle it for you. Isn't that wonderful? Take heart. Now, 1 Peter 4.12, the Apostle Peter said, Do not be surprised at the fiery trials that come your way. Fiery. I mean, there are things in this world that will come to us that will just consume us if we will let it. But Jesus is telling us to be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. He's the overcomer. He'll fight the battle for you. See, the word's coming forth. Are you hearing it? Are you getting it? The victory will come as you hear the truth. 
and the blessing of God will come upon you. Now, we'll all agree that there's too much sadness in the world, too many pains, too many hurts, too many difficulties. There are, from, from, from countries and nations warring against each other and starvation and, and floods and tsunamis and earthquakes and, and, and how about the fire in Southern California just last month? Just last month, over 2,000 people were displaced. Uh, I mean, 2,000 homes were destroyed by fire. 2,000 homes. And the statistics I've heard anywhere from a half million to a million people were displaced. But then I read that a group of the people gathered in a Presbyterian church And uh, 60 families in that church had their homes burnt to ashes. And I thought of our church. I thought, that would be terrible if one family. But if 60 families of the Largo Community Church didn't have any clothes but the clothes that they had on to come to church Sunday morning, you lost your home, you lost everything. Where would you wash your face or shave or comb your hair? Uh, One lady... Uh, Barbara Wooden said that uh, when she left her house, all she could take, all she could grab was three boxes of of pictures, of photos, and her grandfather's old cuckoo clock. That's all she had. But she gathered in that church with those sixty families and the rest of the congregation, and they began to have a testimony service, much like we're going to have here Wednesday evening. And in that Presbyterian church, different ones would stand up and say how thankful that they were that their family was spared. They begin to thank God for the big things that had happened. You know, it's always right to thank God. And they, they, they didn't dwell on the, the, the loss of the house, but they began to thank God for each other, for people, for family members, and uh, also that their whole community wasn't burned and, and that their friends, some of their friends' homes weren't burned. And they talked about it, they shared about it, and they gave God the glory for caring for them and protecting them. But they also thanked God for the little things. And they began to testify how wonderful it is to have a friend whose shoulder that they could cry on and whose arms they could put around and hug in church on that Sunday morning. Wasn't that wonderful? There's a lot of pain in the world today, but there's a lot that we need to focus on that is positive. And even in the midst of pain and negative things that are happening, we can look and find God's blessing and rejoice in God's blessing. There's a lady I talked to just, I think it was last week. And uh, she doesn't go to this church, but she said that uh, she's a Christian. She's serving the Lord and her husband also. And her 19-year-old boy was shot with a bullet and killed. Now, he wasn't in trouble. Nobody was aiming at him. He was just at the wrong place at the wrong time, walking down the street. Everything was calm. But somebody took a gun and shot at somebody else. The bullet hit a tree, ricocheted off, and killed her 19-year-old son. She still has one other son that's 16-year-old. But she'll never get over that. She'll never get over that. How do you get over things of that nature? But she looks to God. She finds comfort in the Lord. She praises God that her family 
is saved. There's another meeting place. There's heaven. Friend, you need and I need to look at Jesus and to see the blessings that he has brought into our lives. Family is so important and we need to thank God for one another. Don't we? We need to thank God for each other, for our spouse, for our children, for our home, for our jobs, for our church, for our friends, for shoulders to cry on, for somebody to hug. God is good, and God has given us a thousand gifts, and we need to rejoice over those gifts and be happy. I talked to my daughter yesterday. No, it's Friday. She lives down in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and she does sign language for the the non-hearing. She works in the public school, but on the the evenings and the weekends, she has this other job down in Atlanta where she does signing. Now, it's an interesting thing, and I'm going to find out more about it. She's going to be here Wednesday night also. But she said that uh, there's like a television set, and a non-hearing person will call in to her. And when they call in, the, the set will light up and she can see that person. She has earphones on and that person will sign with their hands and say, I would like you to call my mother or my dad or my friend. Their number is 301-555 and, and give them the number. Well, when she's finished receiving the sign, she'll dial and then she'll talk. And she'll say, you're getting a call. You're receiving a call from so-and-so, your son, your daughter. And... Uh, Will you accept this call? And then the people will tell her, and then she'll sign back to them. And then they'll sign to her, and then she'll talk to them. And then she'll listen, and then she'll sign back. And back and forth. She said to me, she said, Dad, she said it got so bad, the stories that they were telling. She said, it's Thanksgiving time, and people are so lonely. She said, I received 25 calls. And she said, people looking for a place to go on Thanksgiving. They don't have any friends. Families are dysfunctional conflicts in the family. She said, she, and she was driving and she's on the cell phone and I don't know whether she, she actually did it or she said she felt like doing it, but she said, I felt like, or I actually put the phone on hold and put the receiver down and put everything on hold and just bowed my head and cried. And that was Friday. People are hurting. There are a, a lot of things that are wrong in the world But I'm so thankful that you and I know Jesus Christ who blesses and gives faith and encouragement to our hearts. Aren't you happy? Aren't you happy for Jesus? Why don't you turn to your neighbor, your husband, your wife, your neighbor and say, I'm happy for you. I thank God for you. Okay. All right. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. Celebrate the birth of Jesus the entire month of December, not just one day, December the 25th. May the whole month be a celebration of Jesus' birth by remembering and rejoicing why He came to take our sins to the cross. December can be like no other. Come celebrate Jesus this Sunday at the Largo Community Church, Bowie, Maryland. Website, L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Phone number 301-249-2255. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. There are two ways you can join us in worship at the Largo Community Church this Sunday. An in-person service will be held at 9 a.m. where you're invited to join us at 1701 Enterprise Road in South Bowie. Standards are in place to prevent the spread of COVID-19, including wearing of masks, 
hand sanitizing, and spacing of seats within the large auditorium. You can also join us via live streaming at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. by going to our website, largocc.org, and clicking on the Watch Live button at the top of the homepage. And however you choose to join us, I'm sure you'll be blessed as we celebrate the birth of Christ and the true meaning of Christmas throughout the month of December. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Now, here's, here's the difference between joy and happiness. is dependent upon the external, what you can see, what you can touch, what you can smell, what you can hear, uh, what you can buy. Uh, These things bring happiness. But happiness are temporal because these things are temporal. Anything that can be seen is temporal. You're temporal. I can look at you. You can look at me. We're temporal. We're only here for a short time. And everything that is seen is temporal. So all of these things that are seen are, are, are just here for a short time. They make us happy for the moment. But there's an abiding joy. Happiness is not abiding. Now, I want to be happy. You want to be happy. We want to have things. Of course we do. But after receiving Jesus, I have received a new perspective about things. I value things in, to the degree they give me joy and they give me comfort. But I have now, because of God, good sense to know that I, I don't want to put everything and all my attention and focus in things. Because things will never, never satisfy. So, happiness, I, I look out and I see things. And I purchase things, and I get things. And when I see these things, uh, a vacation or whatever it is, these things, they come in externally from the outside. They connect with my senses, and they excite my emotions. But they come this way. Joy, on the other hand, when Jesus says, I'll give you my joy, that starts internally and works its way out. Now, Jesus is in my heart. He's the Prince of Peace, so I have peace in my heart. He is the joy of God. I have joy in my heart. And now when I reflect upon Jesus in my heart and the love and the happiness and the joy that he's given me, my senses are triggered in a different way, not from something outside coming in, but from something inside that cannot be seen, that is eternal. It starts working its way out. Now, my senses used to feel it coming this way. Things have now been reversed. Now the joy is coming this way and it's moving out and it's being reflected out. Even in the midst of tragedy, I can still smile. Even in the midst of of hardship, I can still say, thank God I have Jesus in my heart. There is an abiding joy and that's the joy, that's the blessing that God has come and through Jesus, you and I have. Isn't it wonderful? Can you say praise the Lord? God has given us joy. Now, I I want you to, in your outline, point A, write down new status. Write down the word status, new status. I have a new status. Uh, I, I have a new position. I didn't always have this position. But when I became a child of God, I became part of the church of Jesus Christ. I became part of the family of God. Jesus redeemed me with his blood. That means he paid a ransom for me. Uh, He didn't get me free, and I didn't get him, but I got him free. 
but he didn't get me free. He paid a ransom price, his precious blood, and I'm redeemed. And now I have to think about that. I need to reflect on that. How wonderful it is that he would love me so much to pay such a ransom, his own precious blood. And then he, he made me a child of God. I'm a child of God. I, that's awesome when I think about that. The Almighty, the Creator that I've never seen, yet I'm his child. And there's the witness of the Holy Spirit within me convincing me. I can't convince you that I'm a child of God, but the Holy Spirit convinces me that I'm a child of God. I have a relationship now with this God. He's Abba Father. It's an intimate relationship. He's not a distant God, far off, something nebulous out there yonder somewhere. He's right with me. Abba Father, an intimate relationship with the Almighty. It's awesome. And then I read in the scripture that I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I want you to look up at the monitor and read this with me. Romans 8, 17. Together. Now, if we are children, then are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. And I think about that, that God would take a sinner like me and would make me, I don't want to put it like that, not equal with Jesus, but make me an heir with Jesus. Meaning, whatever God has given to Jesus, Jesus is going to share it with me, a sinner. And when I start reflecting on that new position, that new status, how he has elevated me, taken me out of the corruption of the world, I I rejoice in the Lord. Joy comes in my heart. There's a song, if you want joy, real joy, wonderful joy, let Jesus come into your heart. So no matter what happens and what the tragedy is, you're still redeemed. Give God praise. You're still a child of God. Give God praise. You still have an Abba intimate relationship with God. Give God praise. You're still an heir with Jesus. Give God praise. And nothing and no tragedy and the sin, Satan, and the world can ever take that away from you. That's yours permanently forever and ever. Hallelujah. Now, look at the next one, point B, new privileges. Now that I'm redeemed, I'm a child of God, I have an Abba relationship, I have privileges. Look at some of the privileges that I have that I didn't have before. The privilege of prayer. I can pray. I can talk to God. I can go right into heaven. Oh, think about it. Think about it. You can go right into heaven and talk to God. You see, Jesus has given you his name. You have a church. I will never, never underestimate the blessing that the church has been to me. The church took me in so many years ago and made me part of the fellowship. The church of Jesus Christ. I'm unworthy to be a part of his, God's family, uh, of the church. But he brought me in. He brought you in. Talking to a person just the other day, and not only this person, but just a reminder of the Many people that have said to me, Pastor, if it were not for the Lago Community Church. And then they went on to tell me some things. If it were not for the fellowship and the people who pray for me, who love me, who take me in, who care for me. I know they love me. And they go on to tell me about the Lago Community Church. You know it makes this man happy. I am so blessed. And I know exactly what they're talking about because I've experienced the same thing. Have you experienced church yet? 
A lot of people go to church, but they don't experience church. You got to get in one of these small groups, Phil. <laughs> Minister Phil, experience church. We do the best we can here on Sunday morning, trying to help each other to shake hands, hug one another. I don't take that lightly. Those, those might be little blessings, but they're blessings just the same. Just the same, they're blessings. And now, point C in the outline, new hope. Write down hope, the word hope. I have a hope, and I have a future, and so do you. This world offers only happiness. This world offers only the temporal. This world will let you down. But I'll tell you something. If you know Jesus, you have hope. And you have a future and this world cannot get to that hope and touch it and diminish it in any way. You have Jesus in your heart. You have hope. You have a future. You see, now that I'm, I'm in the family of God, I have this status. And now that I'm in the church and now that I have this relationship with the Lord, I have this new status. I'm, I'm, I'm somebody special to God. I'm not worthy to be somebody special to God. But he, I am. I must be for him to let his son die for me and take my sins so that I might not be punished. He punished Jesus and let Jesus be punished in, in my place. So I, I must be special to him and that humbles me. You're special to God. That should humble us and cause us to give thanks to the Lord. Friend, we might lose any, everything and, and eventually we, we will. We will. We're going to lose it all. You're going to lose your youth. You're going to get old. You're going to lose your old age. You're going to die. And you can't take your house and your bank account and you can't take nothing with you. But I'll tell you what you can take with you. Your hope and your future. Hallelujah. God has given each of his children a future. A future in him. Whatever happens. And only the Lord knows what tomorrow is going to bring forth. Nobody really knows. All we know is this. That in the world we're going to have tribulation trouble. The apostle Peter said, fiery trials that will just about consume us. But we also know that Jesus said, be of good cheer. Take heart. I've overcome the world. He'll take you through every difficult place. The place cannot be too difficult for Jesus to pull you through and give you the victory on the other end. He'll be there. So what I, what I encourage you to do is to reflect on the blessing that Jesus has given you. When you get sad, think of Jesus. Think of your new status. Think of your new privileges. Think of the new hope. You won't think those thoughts very long. What's happening is you're, you're stirring up that feeling on the inside. Joy is now hitting your emotions from the inside and causing your senses to rejoice. And now it's going to express itself and manifest itself that others will see. It used to be it had to come from the outside in. You always look somewhere. You know, some people, <clears throat> they, they look to um, their spouse to make them happy. They look to their spouse. I, I want to tell you about this, this fellow. He saw this girl. He fell in love, and he thought, boy, she's a deal. <laughs> and then he got married, and he began to look around, and he thought, I need a new deal. <laughs> and then he got married again, and he said, I've got an ordeal. <laughs> friend it's Jesus that's going to make you happy don't look to your husband and blame him that you're not happy don't look to your wife and blame her that you're not happy 
Don't get involved in that blame game. Get down before God. God will make you to rejoice. And your happiness will be a happiness of joy and rejoicing. Amen. God bless you. Shall we bow before him? Father God, you are our God through Jesus Christ. We have been redeemed, bought with a price, his precious blood. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Friend, regardless of your circumstances, please remember there is hope in Jesus and everlasting life with him if you have accepted him as Savior. Go to him now and tell him your area of need, whether it be physical, spiritual, or financial. And remember, Jesus is the answer. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.